Hello and welcome back to How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast brought to you by these3rooms.com. I do hope you are well today wherever you're listening to this week's episode. Thank you for having me and tuning in. I am Lindsay Blair, your host and editor of Kitchens, Bedrooms and Bathrooms magazine and these3rooms.com. It's the site that brings you all the advice and inspiration you need for the three most important rooms in your house, which is the kitchen, bedroom and bathroom, of course. But today on the pod, I am talking all things bathrooms, ensuite bathrooms to be exact. Do you have one? Do you want one? Are you looking to improve an existing ensuite or make it bigger and better? Tell me all about it. When you think about it, the bathroom is the only room in the house with a lock on the door, isn't it? So you can literally lock yourself away from it all and enjoy some me time, which I think after the last couple of years, I think we're all longing for that bit of sanctuary. And I wonder if that is part of the reason why bathroom renovations are seeing a bit of a boom right now. Are we all looking for that place to escape? I am betting so. If you're nodding along and thinking, yep, I do need that space to unwind, well, stay tuned. Today, I am chatting about how to create the perfect ensuite bathroom, big or small, and hope to get the answers to your most asked questions from how to find the space for an ensuite, first of all, tips to make it work, even if it is on the small side, and clever design ideas to link it to your bedroom. Before we get going on this week's episode, a word of thanks to our sponsor, Duravit. A specialist in modern bathroom design, Duravit has launched the Duravit No. 1 Complete Bathroom Series, which comprises a contemporary collection of baths, basins, taps, toilets and storage, all at great value for money, starting at £506 for a 55cm vanity unit and matching basin. So if you're a first-time buyer, want designer style at a lower price or looking to easily update your bathroom with new fittings for a fresh look, check out the range at duravit.co.uk. Duravit, upgrade your everyday. Here is Josh Jakes, who is the design manager at online bathroom retailer Victoria Plum, which launched its online design consultation service just a few months ago at the end of 2021. Hello, Josh. I hope you're well today. Very well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good. Thank you for coming onto the podcast. I'm looking forward to chatting all things ensuite bathrooms with you today. Yeah, lots to talk about. Now, one seen as perhaps a luxury addition, it's much more common nowadays to have a home with an ensuite bathroom, particularly to the main bedroom of the house, especially those homes that were maybe built in the sort of last 20 years or so. Would you agree with that? Is that something that you come across? Yeah, you, th- you tend to find that the older houses that we deal with, they don't tend to have en suites or, or they'll be a conversion of a bedroom that perhaps maybe they didn't need or something like that if they, if they do have one. But it's generally a given in newer houses, but the, the older houses don't tend to really have them. Yeah, which gives us two avenues to go down today. One for those people who have an ensuite and want to update it and modernize it. And perhaps somebody who's thinking, I would really love an ensuite, that place next to my main bedroom to really shut away at the end of the day and enjoy a bit of me time. So as the design manager of Victoria Plum, I imagine you're well versed in the dilemmas homeowners face when they are planning an ensuite. Right. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of complexity to it, but speaking to the right people, speaking to the professionals can really alleviate the stress and the pressure of it and make it actually really simple. 
Yeah, I'm sure we'll get into lots of the common hurdles and go over the different aspects of either creating an ensuite from scratch or updating one. But in your experience, what do you think is the first main question people tend to have when they are deciding to renovate their ensuite? Well, I think the first question most people ask is, can I switch a bath for a shower? Or they want to make the full room a wet room. Usually with any bathroom renovation or improvements to the home that you're making, you really need to first ask what you want to change about the space. What is it right now that isn't how you want it to be? Rather than thinking, I want a specific thing in there. And, you know, A large majority of people consider a bathroom to be a purely functional space. But the look and feel of the space is just as important as the function. It can be a Zen space, a peaceful space for you to escape and relax to. It's not just a functionally somewhere to bathe. It's important to remember as well, specifically with en-suites, that it's a very private type of bathroom. A main bathroom gets a, a lot of traffic. You know, a downstairs cloakroom bathroom will get a lot of traffic, but an ensuite really is only going to be used by the people who use the bedroom it's attached to. So it is rare that someone has a space for a bath in an ensuite, but when they do, it's always a strong recommendation because it can be somewhere isolated that you can relax and unwind that might not be achievable in a family space. Yeah, you're right. The the ensuite particularly, while a bathroom is purely functional in the overarching scheme of things, we go in there to shower or to have a bath, to wash ourselves, etc. But with an ensuite, you can literally hopefully shut that bedroom door and just unwind so it has to have that feeling that you want to create I mean some people might want the relaxing feeling which we talk about a lot but others might want to be reinvigorated you know they might use it more in the morning so I guess is it important to think about when you're going to use it and what you want from it at that particular time of day yeah and it's as well a lot of people you know, when they're thinking about bathroom design, they think of form or function. They don't really tend to think of them in tandem, but we are able to really confidently put designs out there and and solutions for customers to say, you can actually have both things. That's where our design service comes in. Yeah, even better. So, okay, start with what you want your ensuite to feel like and when you're going to use it and assess exactly how you want to feel when you go into that space and then think about what you want to put actually in that bathroom. But before we get onto that, I want to make sure that we're giving people ideas for creating an ensuite if they don't already have one. Because it's one thing if you already have an ensuite and you want to make it better, that's sort of, you know, you're already working with an existing footprint and you might want to modernize it, put new fittings in. But what about ways to actually create that space because you can create an ensuite from a relatively small space but how can you go about finding that room in in the home so we we actually see a lot of customers wanting to do exactly that usually what we recommend doing is partitioning off a space inside of a bedroom or creating a cut-off area with a stud wall or perhaps maybe like an l shape or a stud wall in a corner that creates a room inside a room and it's, it's relatively common as something that people uh, request now through our service. The challenge is that, uh, as it is with any bathroom renovation, is how do I get the water and waste pipes into that space? But specifically when creating a new room like this, you've got to be very careful and assess the space because there aren't currently water and waste pipes there. So you have to find a way to get those 
water and waste pipes to a location that they aren't in currently. So it's all possible. Um, but this type of thing, you know, you, you really need somebody to come around and check the space. We talk through this type of project very often and, and you usually just need someone to fully scope it out, come around, help you to uh, understand the po- best possible solutions. But it's, it's not an un- uncommon thing. It's not as simple as thinking, right, that corner of the bedroom is not very utilised. Let's whack a few stud walls in there and go from there. It does require a bit more thought. And obviously you want to think about how that's going to impact the size of the bedroom and the floor of the bedroom and storage, for for example. But what about stealing space from another bedroom or an an adjoining airing cupboard or something like that? Would that work? Is there sort of a minimum size that we need to think about? Well, sometimes we, we do get requests from customers asking to change a small bedroom into a adjoining ensuite bathroom. But people tend to not want to do that just because it reduces the amount of bedrooms that the house has. Say, for example, if you've got a three-bedroomed house, but one of the bedrooms is a box room, we sometimes get people approaching us saying that we, they want to change that into an adjoining ensuite. Yeah, I guess that could have negative value implications, couldn't it? It could devalue your house. I think people very quickly change their mind when they have that idea. But they, the the more common thing that happens, aside from the aforementioned is we'll get people wanting to merge two upstairs bathrooms together or merge a bathroom that just has a toilet in with a bathroom that adjoins to it that just has a a basin and a bath in or something like that. It's quite a common thing. The toilet's not actually in the main bathroom. It's in a, a separate enclosed quite small space and they want the wall knocking down between the two to make it a really big bathroom. I see. Could you work it? So if that's more common in an older house, right, where it's the separate toilet to the bath or shower and basin. Yeah. Rather than knocking through between those two spaces, could you sort of add a toilet into the, the bigger space with the bath and the shower in already and then allocate the, the toilet space to a bedroom as an ensuite, a, a small ensuite, albeit, but could that potentially work? Because you've got plumbing already in place there. You could, yeah. Structurally depending, you, you absolutely could. I can think of a couple of instances where we have done something very similar, but it's obviously quite a rare thing to happen. But yeah, you, you can do that. It all kind of depends on where the plumbing is already. That's the thing that defines the, the challenge. It's very unusual that you would want something that wouldn't be possible. It kind of depends on the property as well. If you've got a terrace house, for example, and you're you're in the middle, you've not got very many options to use the walls on either side. So you're looking at waste going out the back. So you, you would have very limited options in terms of moving toilets on that in that instance, for example. I see. So the, the best thing really to do, I think you touched on that earlier, is to get the experts in and speak to a plumber to consider rerouting plumbing to a new layout, perhaps in an existing ensuite, or actually feeding plumbing into a space that wasn't a bathroom previously and doesn't have that water and, and waste outlet already. I mean, obviously, it depends on budget as well as property. Moving the plumbing and rerouting plumbing does come at a cost. But is it true that if you place it above where maybe a kitchen area or a utility area is or close to those sorts of rooms which already have plumbing in place, then the rerouting process becomes more straightforward. Yeah, the closer that it is to pre-existing feeds, the easier that it would be. But it's a bit, it's a little bit of a, a how long's a piece of string. You'd have to know 
the space you, you really you'd have to have it properly assessed if it if it's a room that isn't already a bathroom you really need somebody professional to come out and ha- actually have a look at the space and talk to you about it directly and see see the environment that you're wanting to achieve this in to offer the best possible solution and the you know the service that we're providing uh, does offer this we always do a survey of a property before we will proceed to make sure that it's possible and that we're offering the best possible solution Great. I guess that's why working with specialists in design, bathroom design, as well as plumbers, it's so invaluable for this uh, this type of project, particularly if you're creating an ensuite bathroom from scratch. Getting that right balance between the form and the function, because at the end of the day, the ensuite bathroom has got limited number of users. So it's all about you, isn't it? I think when it comes to ensuites, it's really good to be selfish and think, actually, this is what I want and this is how I want to feel. And this is what I want it to look like, <laughs> even if it is completely different to the rest of the house. It is, yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a place to be selfish and think about what, what matters to you with your bathroom, for sure. A project that I see quite often, which is like the ultimate luxury experience if you are going to go for an ensuite bathroom, is to convert the loft into that adults only bedroom bathroom suite. And obviously that often affords much more space to play with. And you can really go wild on how you want the bathroom as part of that to be then. It's a bigger project altogether, but is is that something you're seeing people do more of? Putting a bathroom in a, a, a loft space is a very challenging problem because of head height. So it's usually a very simple solution, much like any other bathroom in uh, another part of the house, when there's plenty of head height. So say, for example, there's a, there's an area of the roof which is flat. But if it's a, a loft space that has eaves, it's incredibly difficult to provide a solution which is you know, for example, a shower enclosure, because it has to have a particular amount of head height. We tend to, when we produce these kinds of designs, make them very open plan and suggest things like wet rooms or bath onlys, because your area to stand in, but more specifically, your area that a shower enclosure can fit in can be quite limited if it's pitched eaves. So you tend to find that the best solution for those kind of environments is uh, is a wet room. Interesting. So obviously, while a popular project, a loft conversion, putting a bathroom in there, while you might have a bigger footprint to play with, generally speaking, because of the, the head height issue, and if you have got sloping ceilings, you could actually be facing more of a challenge. Work with experts again, but it is doable. I have seen so many beautiful sort of boutique hotel loft conversion bedroom bathroom suites, and the owners who I've spoken to of these projects, they always say that it's their space where they go at the end of the day, and there's no kids allowed. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of potential in these kinds of spaces, especially when it's a, a blank canvas. The design team absolutely love just working with a blank canvas. You just get a set of um, specifications and there's there's nothing that you really need to be considerate of is the way I would describe it because there, there isn't anything there. It's very, very free and open in terms of the possibilities. But as I say, it's it, you know, it depends on how much head height you have because you can have big dreams for those kinds of areas and, and, and actually the head height will restrict you quite a lot. Yeah, and you don't want to be having a shower with and getting a crick in your neck, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, layout-wise then, typically speaking, the ensuite tends to be on the smaller side compared to, say, a main family bathroom. But as I say, I have seen some stunning boutique-style ensuites that are, you know, very generous in space. But for the purpose of this um, this part of the episode, let's just keep it on the smaller side of the scale. What are some of the good ways that you've seen or put into designs that are good ways to maximise space in an ensuite? The best way to do this in any bathroom, not just an ensuite, is to use wall-hung items. Most of the time with bathroom spaces, you're, you're looking for the illusion of space because you tend to find that the average bathroom size in the UK is something like two metres by two metres and an ensuite's even smaller than that. So what you're really trying to do is you're trying to create the illusion of space. You're trying to make it feel like it's bigger when it isn't. Wall-hung stuff is always the best answer for this because you're not impacting on any of your floor space, but you're adding in everything that you need. Everything in a bathroom now, you know, apart from a bath and a shower, can be wall-hung. So you can get wall-hung vanity units, you can get wall-hung toilets, all the storage can be wall-hung. If you make everything in the room wall-hung apart from the, say, in an ensuite, a shower, you've really got a lot of floor because there isn't anything on the floor. So it makes it feel like there's a lot more space, even though you've got everything in there that you need. The other cool thing about wall-hung stuff is that it's really easy to clean because you can get all the way around it. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest bonus for me for wall hung, I have to admit. Get that mop under there really easily. If you don't want to go for wall hung, what are the other ideas? So there's lots of compact solutions out there as well, aren't there? Yeah, for me, I wouldn't ever choose any basin solution that didn't have some kind of storage with it, because you can get it at any size. You can get really compact corner vanity units you can get wall hung slimline or low profile vanity units i think vanity units and mirror cabinets are the things that create a lot of storage and really that's the thing that everybody wants obviously you can't break the laws of physics you can't give more space when there isn't any there to give but you can create space where it isn't previously being utilized so the wall the wall hung stuff is just the best answer yeah, I mean, anything that you can, can combine with storage is a winner in my book. And there's also those designs, um, which some people have, which are great for small spaces, where it's a sort of an all-in-one unit, I want to call it. I'm sure it's called something else, where you do have the WC with the basin and then storage all in one sort of section that would go against one wall. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the combination unit stuff where it's it's a, you know, a vanity unit and a toilet in kind of one singular unit. There we go. I meant something there. Yeah. So they, we actually offer a lot of different kinds of those. And it's a, it's a really popular solution because you're getting a lot out of it. And another thing that it does is that's actually something that people are really keen on is it produces a, a kind of a worktop as well, because you kind of get that run across the vanity unit and the, the back to wall unit that give a, a sort of worktop surface to rest things on. And people are, are really liking that at the moment. I think it's a, it's a really popular thing that people want. I like the idea of that because it almost feels a little bit like a dressing table as well, which adds to that sort of air of luxury. And you can put your favourite candles or storage jars or yeah. even a place to put 
your makeup or your favorite toiletries, etc., which makes it again much more personal. The other thing as well that I think people often forget is a thing that you can do in a bathroom is just put shelves up. <laughs> you know, like yeah, you can that's very true. Like, you, can, you can put shelves in a bathroom and people don't seem to immediately think of it, but we we put shelves in loads of designs that we do and people are are, are often kind of like, Oh yeah, I didn't really think of that. Yeah, I think when you think about bathroom, bathroom design, you think, right, bathroom showroom, bathroom department in a shop. But actually, for stuff like shelving or more decorative items, even the mirror sometimes, if you're not opting for a, a, a storage mirror or a lit mirror, for example, that's specific for the bathroom, you can actually explore the other areas of you know home design, can't you, to, to add that level of detail. Yes, yeah. Now, of course, you do need things like the typical bathroom things, so a bath or a shower or both if you have got a little bit more space, the loo, the base in the mirror. You have mentioned a little bit about storage, which is always crucial. If you are a little bit tight on the bathroom space for storage, what about utilising part of the bedroom to store towels or, you know, extra loo rolls, that sort of thing? Yeah, I, shelving units and, and things kind of immediately outside the bathroom is a, a common thing that you see. Or perhaps maybe using the back of the door as well. That's quite a common thing that is actually a really good solution because, again, it's not affecting the floor space, but it's giving you something that when you shut the door and you're kind of in your relaxed and enclosed space, you've got those shelving attached to the back of the door that's giving you that storage space. You really should look at some of the kind of options as well that there are for vanity units and for wall-hung storage because you can get wall-hung storage now that's full floor to ceiling. You can get almost like the equivalent of a, a slim cupboard that you would have in a bedroom for your bathroom if you want it to kind of bleed out into the into the bedroom just to give you that more airy feel where you're not actually storing anything inside the bathroom. These are great things that you can just put in the bedroom. I see. So you can connect the spaces with the, the similar sort of furniture. But speaking of bedrooms, en-suites do, by their nature, connect to the bedroom. And one of the questions that I often get asked is, how do I make the design of the bedroom flow into the bathroom and vice versa? So almost treating it like that suite. Are there any clever design tricks to help those two spaces feel like they're part of one larger suite and, you know, have good flow between them? Yeah, something that you can do that's really simple is just have the flooring be identical. So the flooring that runs all the way through the bedroom and into the ensuite seamlessly, there isn't any door tread in between the two, so it feels like it's all one space. That's quite an easy illusion that makes it feel like they flow into each other. But one of the other things is, depending on how, how far you want to go, that you know, what we were previously talking about, where someone wants to make an ensuite in a bedroom by making a partitioning wall, Something that you see a lot in hotels, which is actually becoming more common in people's homes, is using glass walls. So you'll actually see people have just a partition within the bedroom. It's all, all the same flooring, and you just have a, a glass partition that you can see completely through into the ensuite area that's just it makes it feel like it's one seamless space. Even though it's, it is partitioned off, it's just partitioned off with a glass wall. Obviously, you need to think about your your personal needs in that. So if, you're, if you know that that bedroom bathroom is going to be really private, then glass partition might be for you. But obviously... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends on who's using it, I suppose, and who's, who's going in there. Yeah, 
take us back right to the start of thinking, assess who's going to be using it because you don't want people wandering in and out, do you, if you're, you're in their bed glass? If, you, if you're closing the uh, the bedroom door and it's becoming uh, just your personal space, then you could just have no walls. <laughs> There's no reason why you couldn't, but it depends on, on how connected you want to make it feel. There is a big trend for open plan bedroom bathrooms, isn't there? And whether that is the glass partition that you uh, mentioned, or some people actually remove the door and just have it open that way, or even a middle way of doing that might be to have a pocket door that you can slide away when you want that open feel or close it when you want a bit more privacy. But a big thing that I'm seeing, and I think it's uh, the popularity of boutique hotels, is to have the bath in the bedroom, which looks very fancy but is it practical or is it just pretty yeah that that is something that you really commonly see now in in hotels as well you know if it's not if it's not the glass walls partitioning things it's just the singular room with the bath in the middle of the space and it's 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 really impractical to tell you the truth it's it's not a something that i think is for your own home it's it's great in a hotel but I wouldn't recommend it for your own spaces. It it comes down to space and preference, really. If you you know if you want that space to relax, to really close yourself off from the rest of the house, or just to have that opportunity to unwind, you know, having a, a freestanding bath in the middle of your bedroom would be fantastic. But in a practical sense, yeah, it's a lot of work for just having a bath in the middle of your bedroom. Yeah, because obviously you need the plumbing in there. You've got to think about, you know, the splashes, the steam. You know, you don't want a hot, steamy bedroom with condensation everywhere. I mean, I'm more of a shower person anyway, which we often talk about on the team. But I often just feel that bath is going to become the place where I put all my uh, freshly folded laundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just becomes like a, a giant hamper, essentially, just to, just to Yeah, exactly. It's like the it. infamous sort of bedroom chair that just becomes the dumping ground. Looks great, but only when it's kept tidy and presentable. Other ways that we can connect the bedroom to the bathroom and vice versa. Things, just like simple things like choosing the colour palette. So you might have a colour on the wall in the bedroom or a colour within a wallpaper maybe that you pick out with tiles or just accent tiles even on a splashback in the bathroom. Or you might even have the same colour towels as you do bedding. Like simple things like that can really make the two spaces feel quite harmonious, can't they? Yeah, uh, trend-wise, you can never go wrong with looking at things like Pinterest, the sorts of inspirational places that can show you things that you wouldn't have thought of. Interior design-wise, it's quite simple to connect two spaces together by selecting similar colors or the same sort of palette and transferring it over into both rooms. What you really want to do is make sure that it doesn't clash much more so than it aligning. Clash, it doesn't really mean anything in terms of design apart from that. It's just two things that don't seem like they go together, but you You've kind of got to think of it in this context as you just don't want two colors that don't mix, really. You want them, you want everything to be from the same palette and then they'll feel like they adjoin anyway. You don't necessarily have to go out of your way to make them the same, if that makes sense. Yeah, just harmonious and picking a palette and just using elements of that palette in both of the spaces. I mean, it could even be, say, if you've got a brass shower or a rose gold shower or something in the in the bathroom, you might just have a, 
handle or something on your wardrobe that's the same. I mean, it could be small details like that. Just a little visual link between the two. I think it just helps it feel connected and as one and will boost your enjoyment of being in either space, I think. And then obviously if your door is open, it feels like it's all part of one space. Now, the main thing you did say about connecting the spaces was flooring. Now, that's not only important visually, but practically as well, because please, 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 we don't want to put carpet in the bathroom, do we? I don't want to go back to those days. Please. <laughs> <laughs> if you have carpet in the bedroom, which lots of people do because it feels nice underfoot, what can you put in the bathroom to still have that connection? If, well, woods obviously to be avoided, but it's better to say with this sort of stuff that what you should choose rather than what is to be avoided, because... Really, there is a lot to avoid with flooring in a bathroom. You want to choose something that's a non-gloss tile that has a good slip rating or a vinyl flooring that's specifically for bathrooms. Usually it'll say something like it's water resistant, but there is a huge amount of choice in bathroom flooring now. It's really, what do you want? Because it's out there. So tiles and vinyl are, are good choices. I've already told you my opinion on carpet. <laughs> uh, probably best avoided. And wood, you mentioned you should probably avoid wood and that's because it can warp quite easily, can't it? And similar sort of um, affair with laminate, although you can now get laminates that have that extra protection built in. So it's, it's just best to check, isn't it? Yeah, the, on the Victoria Open website, it, it does say if it's suitable for bathrooms. Most flooring now does say suitable for kitchens and bathrooms or highly water resistant but yeah as you say like laminate now you can get laminate which is for bathrooms as well so it's really down to what it is that you want because it's probably out there yeah and looking back to that palette that you want to achieve create a mood board you know get the samples and put the put your bedroom carpet or your bedroom wood flooring for example next to a tile and you know pick out the same sort of tones and the shades in there experiment but make sure that the bathroom flooring is practical above anything else because you don't want the maintenance of anything that warps or gets damaged really easily i'm trying to get the thought of wet carpet under my feet <laughs> out of yeah so, i think we've all been in those bathrooms haven't we and it just feels wrong my grandma's house <laughs> moving on now we've talked through the main considerations of getting an ensuite bathroom right so all that's left for me to do is ask you what i ask every guest at the end of an episode and and that is, what is your golden rule for good bathroom design? Well, the bathroom interior design is it, it's quite complex because there are a lot of technical things which you have to consider along with the good bathroom design. It has to actually function as its purpose. It's not just something to look at. It has to actually be practical. And the absolute golden rule of that is to measure the space use an online planning tool. We have an online planning tool to help you. And you need to really get into your head exactly what will fit in that space. Play around with it, try and figure it out. Really think about how much floor space that you actually have to, to play with. If you're going through our, our Victoria Plum service, you go think about windows and door measurements, supplying it to us you know, as part of the project. It's, it's really essential that everything is accurate for us so that we can give you the best possible solution. That's the absolute golden rule is, is to, to have as many measurements as possible when you're coming through the journey. That's the main thing that you need to think about is what fits in this space 
I think the message from you there is to come prepared. So come prepared with the idea of what you want in the space and what your space can actually accommodate size-wise. So get the tape measure out before you you kind of go any further. Measure literally everything, windows, doors, curtains, architraves, everything in the space. The other one would be to know how much this will cost. And if you know what the average is, then you're never going into any conversation blind and you can discuss all of the options. Because I think you're only doing this kind of project every seven years, say. So it's important to know what the, the market averages are, how much the room generally will cost from start to finish to, to do, so that you're going in well-equipped into all of those conversations. Yeah, so prep as much as possible is the the key thing to take away there, isn't it? Well, Josh, it's been a pleasure. Great to chat to you today. So much to cover. En suites is for such a small room in the house, you know, there's a lot to think about when you're planning an en suite, whether that's creating one or updating an existing one. So yeah, lots of care and consideration needed there. I think we'll have helped people out a lot today, given them lots of food for thought. So thank you for coming onto the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much again to Josh there at Victoria Plum for sharing his knowledge on how to create an ensuite that really is worth its weight in gold and combines that all important form and function, like he said. I love the fact that we talked about the the ensuite being a more selfish space to design because actually if it's next to your bedroom and it's part of your main bedroom in the house and you're the one that's mainly going to be using it why not go for it with exactly what you want and think about how you use it at certain times of the day and how you want to feel when you are using that whether that is reinvigorated after getting up from a sleep in the morning or whether you want to use it as a space to really unwind at the end of the day and then that leads into the types of products that you might have in there whether it's a bath or a shower for example and the the general palette that you want to create and the feel and the look in the interior design that you want as well so yeah great stuff in there thank you again to josh for taking the time if you are planning your own bathroom project, don't forget to head to these3rooms.com forward slash project planet kit to download your free bundle of extremely useful helpers, including a budget tracker, ebook on how to find the right trades, including a bathroom designer if that's what you're looking for. And there's loads more in the kit too. All you need to do is head to these3rooms.com forward slash project planet kit and fill in a few details. As always, thank you for joining me. If you do have any questions and want to get in touch, you can email me on hello at these3rooms.com. But for now, thank you again for listening and join me next time for more of How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast.